everyone. Welcome back to Around the Table, the podcast for redemption women from Tempe, Arizona. My name is Dina Rogers, and I'm here at the table this summer for our first summer podcast with my friends Lori and Holly. So welcome to the table to both of you. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I think you guys know both of them. Lori's been on the podcast often, and if you listen to our Gather podcast or are with us at Gather, you heard Holly. And we just have gotten such great responses from all of you. We wanted to kind of continue our conversation and hear a little bit more of what Holly can teach us. She's been praying with Lori and I over the last year and has really encouraged us um, just in our prayer life. So it's been fun. Anyways, Lori, what are you doing this summer? What's going on with you? You know, not too much. I'm trying to figure out a way to get to the beach as usual and haven't worked that out yet, but I'm, I'm determined. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm a beach girl at heart and I know I will eventually get there. That sounds good. How about you, Holly? Yeah, I'm actually headed back to Oregon in July for a few weeks and I'll be going to the Oregon coast, Very which is nice. way different from California. Yeah. But still beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Was July your, your first summer Last year, yeah. July was your first month down here in the Arizona heat. Yeah, it was. And we decided really fast that was the month if we were going to go on vacation to lo- to leave. To go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, we made those plans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the kids, everybody's going to go, your whole family. Yeah, our whole family. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And Dana, you just got back from Colorado. Colorado. We took Aww. a trip up there and I was, saw my granddaughter and her son and his wife. So it was really fun. We have little sort of s- spot trips throughout the summer. So... I'm afraid it'll go fast, and what I really want to do is jump in the pool every morning and every night at least, so keep my hair wet. That's always my goal of the summer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Lori, you have heard quite from quite a few people since Gather. Can you kind of... Yeah, we had such great response to our last Gather event, and but the number one maybe kind of a, not a complaint, but maybe, was we wanted more Holly. We wanted more time. We wanted to hear more from her. My friend said, she's the expert. I wanted to hear what she had to say. Yeah. So um, we'll let Holly decide if she's really the expert. But, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but she convinced people in the crowd, so that's good. Um, so we, I, I even mentioned, I think, on the last podcast that we'd hoped that we would hear from Holly, so I'm excited that we were able to get her before she took off to the cooler coast for the for the month of July and um, hear what she has to say a little bit more about listening prayer and identity exchange and even maybe even more so how it pertains to uh, children. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I think one of the things that's so interesting to me is you sit down, like I think the first time I sat down with Holly, I thought, oh, I, yeah, this is good. I, I want to, I want more, I want more. But there's something about the space in between the meetings that's so formative and so good um, that I almost feel like if we do this periodically, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, you want more at the moment, but the space, space that's in between when you sit with Jesus and mm-hmm. are still is just really, I don't know, it's been great for my formation and my relationships. So. Yeah, you need time for that application. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things for me, and I might have mentioned it at, on one of the podcasts is, when I meet Jesus in a space during listening prayer, it becomes a reminder for me that Jesus is always in that space. Like I anticipate meeting him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, he's always, he's present everywhere, but just mentally, every time I sit on that couch or sit at that desk or I'm in that space, I look forward to meeting Jesus because I know he's there. So that's been really kind of a good um, fallout for me from 
I don't know if it's called a fallout, but it's been a good, um, you know, yeah. continuing thing for me. Well, yeah. one way I got to hear from Holly was in the foster care adoption. It's a long name for our mm-hmm. <laughs> kinship foster care adoption support group. And uh, because we both have adopted children, um, I got to hear how she uses identity exchange with her kids or how she's used that in the past. And it was very intriguing. I have a three-year-old and I have a new opportunity to raise kids again mm-hmm. and just to see how I might do it differently. And I loved the idea of identity exchange, especially since I have a daughter and I know the messages that she's going to be getting it mm-hmm. from this world. I got to believe it's only going to get a little bit more complicated the older she gets just with social media and you know, friend groups and all that goes with being a a little girl these days. Mm -hmm. And I want to be ready to um, have her exchange the lies that the world says for the truth that Jesus says. So can you kind of take us through how you've used that with your kids and and help us to know how to put that into practice? Yeah, for sure. So my three kids are currently four, five, and nine. And I would say the the two little boys who are four and five are really too small to sort of get the process of um, going through the the prayer process of like, okay, these are the lies that I believe. Jesus, what's the truth? So Josh and I decided we would we would do that together for, on behalf of our kids as like the spiritual authority of our house. And we we did we sat down and asked Jesus to show us how do you see these children? Mm. And what he shared with us was incredibly insightful. And we wrote down those things. And I've what I've sort of done with it since then is, especially in like harder moments of parenting, I will speak those words of truth over them. And I have one of my kids in particular who I feel like especially really needs to hear those words pretty often. And it's actually really sweet to see that he has memorized those words. So now if I ask him, hey, do you know what I'm going to say to you right now? He'll start listing off these 10 or 12 things that I I tell him regularly. Um, And they're things like, oh, you're such a good helper. You're a good listener. You're even though he's not really, but (laughs) not really a good listener. But he start. it's like that truth is starting to like take a root. And he's starting to slowly believe that about himself. And there are other things, too, that are just really sweet, like, oh, you're so strong and you're fast. You're a good learner. You're kind, um, you know, those kind of things. And then I would say with my older daughter, she kind of gets it more and can enter into that prayer time with me. And we do that sometimes over situations at school that might be kind of challenging or things with her brothers that are upsetting, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's great. I love that you do that with Josh. I mean, that's just a great marriage tool, too, yeah. to parent together like that yeah. and to love your kids together. And and it's important to hear positive things and say positive things about your kids to each other because it can be challenging sometimes. Oh, it sure is. (laughs) And if you're always just saying the things they've done wrong, you can start to just believe that stuff too. Yeah, for real. Yeah. 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 So I have a question about that. When you talk to them about those attributes, Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm trying to figure out is what's the difference between just speaking words of affirmation over them 
And do you ever say to them, oh, I love how Jesus created you to be such a strong, I don't know, a, such a kind boy or mm-hmm. so, like, do you, do you use any kind of language that helps them know that that's how God sees them? Yes. Or, and how do you do that? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. So I have, so my one challenging son, um, and he sees, you know, me, t- his teacher is always talking to me after school about his behavior. And so he already is kind of getting this message that he's like, I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. And he'll say that sometimes. And I'm like, well, your behavior is not great in this situation, but I feel like God has created you to be a, good, a helper and a kind person, and I see that in you, and that's kind of how I would use that language, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that, and so that would be that process of like, okay, your behavior is not good, but you're not, God did not create you to act like this. So yeah. that's, that's kind of the bad message or the lie that he's getting from the world is that he's like a bad person. Yeah. Um, right. A bad moment or a bad decision does not define him. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. Wow. And how do they, yeah, I love that. I love that they're knowing that, that that's becoming sort of their narrative about yeah, themselves. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how how does your daughter feel about it since she's able to kind of participate? How is that? How do you think that affects her and hearing Jesus herself? Oh, yeah. It's been really cool to watch with her. I think at first she was resistant to the process, and she's kind of skeptical by nature and just like a practical person. Um, But I just persisted it with her, and I feel like – when I started, I, you know, she would be like, well, I'm not, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing Jesus. I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, do you want to hear what I heard? And there was something about like me sharing what I was hearing that kind of helped her. It like unlocked sort of the barrier that she was experiencing. And, um, and then eventually it was cool to like use the process, especially in school. I think she had, she was having a lot of anxiety about some school things and, um, I remember this one time in particular, she said something that Jesus said to her, and she didn't understand what it meant. And I just started crying because it was a, something very specific that was in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I, I just started crying, and I'm like, Aiden, you've got to write that down. <laughs> and then we went and looked it up in Scripture, and she was like, wow, that's really amazing that like Jesus would say that to me. And it came from God's Word, and I didn't even know what it meant, but like... Yeah, so I could kind of help her understand what he was saying to her that way. And then um, that was kind of like a big moment, actually, where I feel like that gave her a lot of freedom to just trust the process and like, oh, that was God speaking to me. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So you have journals. Do you have journals for each of the kids where you write down things? How how does that look? Yeah, so I write for the boys, the little boys. Um, For Aiden, she, if we do this, I'll encourage her to go write it in her own journal, which she has, and she'll do that. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So there's kind of, there's almost not a specific line between um, identity exchange and hearing from Jesus. I mean, those, I'm, I, I think that we mm-hmm. sort of t- categorized, even at the gather event, okay, this is listening prayer and this is identity exchange. But it, they really sort of flow in and out of each other and together in yeah. a way. Um, do you have other, I don't know, other tips on how you 
affirm to your kids that they actually can hear God's voice and um, how do you help them believe that it's real? And, 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 if, and maybe the other question is, do you ever feel like it's just in their imagination? And how do you <laughs> discern? And how do you do that? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So the, the two little boys, especially, they can just be silly, you mm-hmm. know, and I know they're just kind of messing around and not taking it seriously. And that's okay. I, I think I just try to keep it fun and, and not take the process too seriously, especially with the little boys so that they, they continue to have a good experience with prayer time (laughs) and not like this, like, okay, be quiet. We're listening to Jesus now, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Um, Every time we pray, mom's angry. <laughs> right? Like, oh, gosh. And I can get that way, you know, because it's irritating. So for me, that's just probably the most important thing is just to keep it light and fun for the really little ones. And then I'm just trusting that they'll mature and grow out of it. And every once in a while, I feel like Jesus is also speaking to my spirit and being like, yeah, that was like, pay attention to that. Mm. Um, and then just kind of nurturing, like, wow, that was, you know, do you know what scripture says about that? Mm-hmm. And kind of digging into it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Have your kids ever surprised you um, just coming up with something like something they may have heard Jesus say or responding? I think maybe you told me once that there was sort of a, a situation where you were thinking, hmm, I'm not sure what to do. And one of your kids said, oh, mom, we should ask Jesus about that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Can you tell right. us about that? Yeah, that's right. There was one night when we were all crying. Everyone was in just extreme tears. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, I was just so upset. And Aiden, you know, she's nine. She was like, we should ask Jesus, Mom. And I was at the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I can do this right now. I'm so upset, right? But mm-hmm. she took over and she did it. And what Jesus spoke to her was like, I'm like, that is exactly what we need to do. And I followed through on it, and it's I, I really feel like God spoke to my daughter and gave her insight into a situation that I was too upset to, like, enter into it. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because doesn't that make you feel like she's going to grow up believing that she and Jesus can have a conversation about just about anything? Yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, just this morning when I was getting ready, I was listening to a podcast, and it was an interview of Condoleezza Rice, and she had this, I mean, she's had this fascinating life. She um, came from Birmingham, Alabama in the 60s. She knew um, one of those little girls in that um, church bombing. I mean, she came from some really Mm. tough places and went on to become the national security advisor and so much more. And she was talking about how, as a child, her parents um, taught her about Jesus and taught her to pray and told her that she could hear God's voice. And so when she was the National Security Advisor on September 11th, she felt like, um, she said, I don't know that I necessarily heard an audible voice, um, but I, I knew enough about Jesus that that was formative to my decisions. So, you know, I think... Sometimes it feels like, oh, these are nice things that we can do for our kids. But wow, I'm so thankful that her mom and dad <laughs> poured into her the way that they did. And and so, you know, did she make every right decision? Of course not. And she says that she, you know, did the best that she could in the circumstances. But I'm thankful that she was leaning on Jesus mm. through, you know, really difficult seasons 
So I just to encourage, you know, everyone and, and you don't have to be a parent to do this. What if you're an aunt that wants to do it with your niece or nephew or, mm-hmm. you know, this is not just a parenting tip. This is just an all of life tip like everything else that we do with Redemption Women. Mm. Yeah, for sure. How do we how do you how do you become and I think part of it is how does how do you become comfortable praying out loud? with kids that are around and invite them into the conversation in a way that makes them feel like their voice is being heard and their voice matters, mm-hmm. you know? Well, Holly, do you ever get to like a, just a dry season where it's just hard for you to hear from Jesus? And if so, what do you, what, what do you do? How do you get out of that? <laughs> yes, I do actually. And there's one situation that comes to mind immediately that from this past year, a kind of a big decision that I was trying to make. And it was months and months of where I just felt like I wasn't really hearing much or very clearly. And I think at that point, what I felt like God was saying was to seek wise counsel. And, and because I think God loves us to be in community so much, that really made sense to me. And I was like, yeah, that's I do. I need to go talk to some people about this and just hear different perspectives and other people's life experiences. And that was, I felt like God using other people to speak to me. Mm. And I think there's so much value in that as well. Um, And it's not like I was able to make my decision anytime soon after that, but it, it was really helpful to me to just sit in that empty space for a while. Yeah. And mull those things over. And then eventually... Yeah, you know, maybe eight months later, I was like, oh, okay. Now I feel like I'm hearing Jesus in this. And then the peace came, you know, as I made my decision. So, yeah, I think sometimes just being persistent, not giving up, and and inviting community. Yeah, into I your think life. one yeah. of the things we learned so much over the last year is how God builds community through prayer and when mm-hmm. we pray for each other. And yeah. how that's becoming a lifeline for so many of us. Um, not just knowing that somebody else is praying for you, but hearing their stories about um, how God has been present for them. And it feels like um, just recently I've been thinking about how I know that God's in front of me, but I forget that he's behind me and on the sides of me. And then I hear these stories of people that I'm just walking with in life, and I think, oh, man, God's next to me here, and he's next to me there through the faith and prayer of the people that I'm in community with. And, um, yeah, community and prayer seem so much more linked than I think I would have thought of even a year ago. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Holly, for, for us, sometimes I think, oh, I have a question about prayer. I should go to Holly, but I'm you, I think you're always still learning, and, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, what do you do to – do, are there podcasts you listen to, things you read, mentors? Like, what encourages you in your prayer life, and how do you continue to be a learner? Oh, yeah. Well, I love reading, so I'm constantly reading different things. Um, I know this is probably a really boring book, but I'll also just say what I'm reading. It's called God Inside Out, an in-depth study of the Holy Spirit. It's by Simon Ponsonby, and I'm digging into that now. Um I would say if you Google Jamie Winship, he's a big influence in my life, especially with like listening prayer and identity. Um, Jamie and his wife, Donna, have this business called Identity Exchange, 
which is where I learned specifically the process of identity exchange that uh, I shared with everyone at Gather. Um, he has a lot of really interesting talks online that you could Google. Um, this is, I don't know, more just like nourishment for my brain, but the Cultural Moment podcast is by far my favorite thing that I've listened to this past year. And Who yeah. does that one? That is, uh, so Mark Sayers from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia, and John Mark Comer at Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. They come together and do this really interesting podcast. They're so smart. Somebody recently told me, I don't think it was you, but a friend of mine told me about that podcast, and I've been listening to it, and they're, I think what I love about it is they're so engaged in culture mm -hmm. from such a biblical perspective, but they're, they're not just now. They understand how culture has been for so long, yeah. and they see patterns, and it gives me hope. It gives me yeah. hope that the church is still the truest answer to life and to our culture and to our society, you know, oh, and that Jesus yeah. at the middle of it is still the answer, even when it seems like maybe it's fading. Yeah. It's still really strong, and Ooh. it's still our hope, you know? I love how you put that. So, yeah, yeah I love exactly. that. It's a great, yes. great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Plus, they have cool accents. Yeah. The guy from Australia <laughs> yeah. has a cool accent. <laughs> I know. Mark is like, he's like a modern-day prophet. He sees culture so clearly and speaks into it in a way that is, it confronts it, but it's like loving at the same time. It's really amazing Yeah, how he talks about it. Yeah. So those are great. That, yeah. Those, I don't know if I'll read that book, yeah. but I have listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you read, when you read a book like that, do you like read straight through it or do you read it a little bit and then like read something fun on the side or are you like a one book person? I'm a one book person. You are. Yeah. You I'm going to power through this thing until it. it's done. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Holly. It's been a blast having you at our table again and it's always an encouragement. Every conversation I have, I think, is always so fun with you. So we'll be back again this summer. Um, the best way to probably find us is to subscribe to our podcast, if you can. We're on iTunes and almost anywhere you can get your podcasts. I don't know if, Lori, can you subscribe to the Redemption on the Redemption website? Or you just have to kind of check that one out, probably. I think you just have to check that one. I'm not positive. Yeah, we'll be back every few weeks if we can this summer. We have some people that we're planning to have some conversations with and would like to just keep in touch with you a little bit this summer. Um, but until then, have a great summer. Keep listening. Keep remembering that where you meet Jesus, um, he's always there. And we will see you guys next time when we gather around our table, immerse ourselves in scripture, and disciple one another towards Jesus. Mm -hmm.